Amen. Oh, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, today, launching us into our summer of growth, uh, this series is called COD. You remember? COD. And I love that capture COD because I do not play Call of Duty, but I have friends who do play Call of Duty, and uh, this is probably going to be the this is the catcher for them. I'm very sure. Um, so ensure that you get someone to listen to this. Tell them, hey, but listen to this series in church. It's on COD. They're like, really? Really on COD? I really want to be part of that. Uh, they have no idea what it is is um something totally different from what they initiate i mean what, what the cod they know it to be so because we're focusing on development uh we are in the season of development and we must be developed as children of god and so the first angle from which we are uh uh, uh picking up this series from uh in this in this series season of growth and development really is from this question why is my hunger for god Reduce it. I follow me, everybody. This is the, this is my title and also the question that is that we're going off with today. Why is my hunger for God reducing? Because um, if you just heard the question, I mean, I said question. If you just read the scripture, we just read. It says it satisfies the thirsty and you know the uh, uh, and hunger with goodness and all these things. And that's a great scripture. We love it so much. I love it so much. Honestly, I've been quoting the scripture for as long as I can remember. And I love it so much, but then I juxtapose this verse with the position that I find myself in sometimes. And honestly, they seem to me like, you know, complete contradictions. They contradict each other. Uh, uh, someone would probably call it a paradox, but probably I'll talk about that later on. But like, it, it sounds contradictive or contradicting, I meant to say. Um, when you say that God would, you know, do not would fill me up because it's the bread of life, you'll fill me up. But then, why is my hunger reduced? Uh, my hunger for God. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. When you my hunger for God is not is not as as it used to be. My fire is no longer there. That vigor, passion, love. I love God. I loved His Word. I love His Church. I love dealing people. I love, you know, sharing the gospel with people. I love preaching, I love listening, I love sharing, I love, you know, praying, I love fasting. But all of a sudden, I do not, I am not as interested in these things as I used to. Ever been there before? Show of hands. I mean, my hands, my both hands are lifted right now. Honestly, I have been there, right? Where it's like, oh God, I don't want to, I can't make it. I don't want to do anything. I just, I just want to sit home and watch Netflix. A year ago, actually, to be honest, I was in a position like this. Uh, I remember I, I watched Netflix for the first week or two of my break. No, was it? No, no, I think it was the f a week before my break was over. I don't know, or my, before my break started, I can't remember. But I watched Netflix. And of course, I wanted to rest, but honestly, at some point, I wasn't feeling the vibe, you know? Because we, we, we talk about vibe in church, or, or we uh, give people the idea of a vibe, the goosebumps and all the things. And honestly, I've, I also have felt in times and seasons where I just not feel, I don't feel the vibe as I used to. I don't feel the hunger, the passion, that burning desire inside of me to get in God's presence, you know, to just love God's word. Like he says in Psalm 27, this, this only have I desired that I, and this only do I seek that I may dwell in the presence of the Lord all the, days, all the rest of my life. I don't always feel like dwelling in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I only want to dwell on Netflix and Prime Video and just watch as much as I can take. Right, so I don't know if it's just been me. So I just want to just watch Instagram all day. Instagram Reels is a hook. It has a hook, and there's something inside of me that always it just it just you know just holds on to that thing inside of me. Once I'm there, I'm sucked in. Oh man, YouTube! Oh my goodness, my vice. <laughs> like YouTube can just suck me in. It's like different content, different content. Uh, matter of fact, last year was the last time I was on Netflix, and I promised myself I probably would never get back on Netflix. Probably would never. Emphasis on probably. So if you catch me watching Netflix and I said, don't say pass amount on you backslid. I didn't. I just said probably would never. Because it's like there's an area of several options to watch from. Different movies, crappy movies, to movies you really shouldn't be seen as a child of God. You know what I'm saying? Like there are different movies on the app. And what am I why am I saying all these things today? Oh, this is a fun month, right? Because we gotta be fun, we gotta talk about it. Talk about real things, but in a deeper sense. Um in, but really I, I'm you know, kinda like struck with this question so why is my hunger for god reducing all of a sudden you know like i could just come out of a very high mountaintop moment like i said last year we had our first major advanced gathering 
not, it wasn't like this year's, this year's anyway, but we, we had our first major advanced gathering. People came from all over and we were, we, it was a retreat. We went, we prayed. Oh my God, we prayed our butts off. <laughs> like we prayed really hard, I'm telling you. Um, we didn't pray at this conference. Now nah, we pray, but we didn't really pray, honestly. Come, I didn't mean you were there 2022. We prayed like heaven was gonna come down because heaven did come down, honestly. It was amazing. And honestly, after conference, I expected for that same momentum to be there. I expected for that same vigor, you know what I'm saying? Because I'd seen visions and all these things, but I'm telling you, the, the, like two weeks post-conference, it was a bad week for me. They were bad, those two weeks following conference last year were a bad week for me, absolutely bad. Oh man, I was, I was at the very bottom of my own soul's barrel, honestly. I was at the very bottom of my own soul's barrel. Soul's barrel. I felt very empty because I believe I was to some extent. I was really empty. I did not hunger for God as I used to. I, what I hungered for were things of this world. And I probably, I'm probably, probably sure you relate very much what I'm saying to you today. You understand what it means to you're not. You haven't backslid, only that you have not been able to sustain the same hunger for God. And um. Let me tell you one of the first reasons I've learned over time why uh, my hunger for God reduced or why, you know, I, I found, found myself in seasons where my hunger is reduced. I used to think at first that, oh, is this a good sign? Does this mean I'm full? But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in a minute, honestly. But let me say this up front. You are not in the wrong place. You are not. Honestly, you are in a safe place. You've come to the right place today and you get the right word. Amen. Amen. Let me say this though, Psalms 107 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. This is one thing I'm learning honestly, because I don't know if you know this, but we are... We serve a triune God that is, is God uh, manifest in 30 persons. That's God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 30 distinct persons, I must say. Distinct personalities, distinct, uh, um, not abilities, but distinct uh, function in terms of how they appear, how they are perceived, you know, and the way they, um, their ministry works, if I, if I could put it that way. And we, have, we serve a triune God. It's not three gods. It's one God in three persons. It's a, it's a divine mystery, really. And... And I love that. I love that divine mystery. I love it. Um, but it's a divine mystery. But as much as we serve a God who is manifested in three persons, we are also um, tripartite human beings. We're not triune because there's no synchronous. There's no synchronism um, between these three parts of us. But we are tripartite. That is, we have three parts. And what that means is we have we have body. We are we are body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. We have body. Everybody say, I'm, I'm a body. I've got a soul. I have a spirit. Come on, say when we say, I'm a body. I've got a soul. And I've got a spirit. I'll just, I, I wouldn't say so long on this, but I just got to say, this, make you understand this. In the beginning, when we were made as tripartite human beings, we, there was a synchronism in between this three. When I say synchronism, Bible says back in the book of Genesis that Abraham, God would come and talk with Abraham at the call of the day. They would talk, they would have fun, they would just know this. He had, Abraham had, as I said, did I say Abraham? Adam, I meant to say. Um, my bad, I'm so sorry. Abraham, Adam, you can see, uh, sounds similar. But Adam, you know, had this relationship with God. It was really tight, honestly. It was like that moment where you feel like, oh, Jesus is all that matters in the world. Jesus is beautiful. Jesus is just amazing. And then, you know, Adam got a wife whose name is Eve. No shade whatsoever. But Adam got a wife and uh, they were both, you know, they were amazing. God would come at the cool of the day and they would meet and they would talk. They would have fun. They would ask God questions. I'm just like, I'm just filling all the details. It's not in the Bible, I okay? guess. But they would ask God questions. God would talk to them about things and stuff about his plan, his vision for the earth. I guess I'm just, I don't know. And, and as they would converse like this, you know, it, it happened day by day. I guess every day in the evening, God would come down and would just talk with his favorite people in the entire world. I mean, because literally they're the only ones in the entire world to do it. It's favorite to get it. Not quite long, we know the story. The serpent came in and deceived Eve, right? <laughs> and deceived Eve and Eve got to Adam, right? <laughs> and before you know it, the boy ate the fruit from the tree, got to ask them not to eat off. 
And the moment God, 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 God then told them that the moment you eat of this fruit, uh, you shall die. And I always found it to be really interesting that the moment they ate the fruit, they didn't die. Mm-mm. Does, does that mean God was lying? Of course, God wasn't lying. God doesn't lie. He's too perfect to lie. Uh, Hebrew tells us that he's, it's impossible for God to lie. So what does it mean by they, you shall die when they did, and they didn't die the moment they ate the fruit? It's because actually in the Hebrew, the word you shall die there in the Hebrew actually says something like this. Of dying, you shall die. What? That doesn't make no sense. Of dying, you shall die. What does that mean? It means God was telling the, uh, Adam and his wife Eve that your death shall be gradual. And because they are tripartite human beings, God was telling them that you die from your spirit down to your soul, your body. And what that means is that first, when I say death, it's not like their spirit dies because their spirit doesn't die. Your spirit cannot die. But that means there's a disconnection between your spirit, your soul, and your body. There, there's more space in between these three things. So much so that you actually lose connection with your spirit. And that is why we, that's why we, we and your spirit is what, is what, um, uh, causes that relationship with God. Your spirit is, is is unique to you, right? But your spirit is also supposed, is designed to be a housing. Are you following me now? Uh, majorly of God, because it is God's breath inside of you. Your spirit is God's breath in you. And so your spirit is God living in you. Let me say it that way. Are you following me now? Your spirit is God living in you. But the moment after the fall, we see there was a separation that the spirit, that is, although God's breath was still in their lungs and they are coming out of your noses and nostrils but then they had lost connection with God after the fall so much so that God had to put them out of the garden you remember not, so they left the presence of God but they left behind something very important not the, not the tree of life not the animals in the garden they left their spirit behind that is the nature of God that's what I'm trying to say are you following me now the spirit of man is the nature of God the spirit in man I should say is the nature of God write that down the spirit in man is the nature of God the spirit in man is the nature of God have you ever wondered why even before you were told something was bad you kind of knew it was bad already right that conscience consciousness yep that is the spirit of God which is the which is in in man that's the that spirit is the nature of God in man and the moment after man can feel that there was a separation between this twin, this uh, three entities. So much. What I mean is, the spirit got separated from the soul and the body. And now, so human beings now function because now human beings cannot function by the body alone. Because all the body is is a frame. Everybody say frame. So my body is a frame. Everybody say my body is my my body is a frame. Say one time. Say my body is a frame. Right. So my body, your body is a frame. Our soul really is what makes us alive, really, because our soul is a com- it's a compactment of your your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your what emotions? And the same soul that you've got. Honestly, every other animal in the world has it. Goats have their own mind. Goats feel, they feel pain, they feel, uh, they have their own mind. Of course, not as, not, not as uh, 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 complex as human beings have or do, but because we are the most complex human beings, honestly. Uh, complex beings in, that, in the hierarchy of, uh, you, know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, biology students. But you get the idea. So um, the soul is found in every other, everything God created, everything that has its own mind. He has, like my, my grandma has chickens, I referenced it a couple weeks ago. My grandma has these chickens, and I find something to be very interesting in, my, in these chickens, is that they know when to wake up because they sleep. I didn't know chickens slept, but yeah, they do. They sleep at night, and every day they get up, they get out, because um, I hate them so much, so thank God they get out, right? But every evening at around 6, 7 p.m., this all the chickens, no matter where they are in the world, they come back to the yard. Um, there's a basket they keep them in. They come back there, or a cage, or whatever, or whatever. They come back every night by themselves. And I was wondering, how do these things know? Another one, the, the female, that's the mother hens amongst my grandma's chickens, um, she's re- recently, I, I saw her recently, I say her, it sounds condescending for me, honestly. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really like what she can see, just kind of like, I feel like a demon possessed sometimes. <laughs> All the screaming when I'm preaching, annoying chickens, right? But I actually do not like chickens. Do not bring, do not give me a chicken unless it's uh, roasted, amen, I love that one. <laughs> anyway, 
my grandma's chickens, I discovered uh, one of them recently, like I was, I was trying to say, she laid <laughs> eggs, say she, she laid eggs and um, she, uh, as they say, I'm still saying she and it's making me feel so type of way, honestly. But this mother and aunt was, um, she laid, she had laid, I don't know how many eggs, like five or six eggs and she sat on this egg she did not leave that point that that spot she was there i probably she's gonna i don't know i think they said 21 days or something like that before the egg ashes and she sat on all these eggs because she's trying to incubate the eggs and she sat on all these eggs for that long but chickens don't go to school i don't know if you know they don't take immunization they don't go for antenatal uh, um session they don't have antenatal sessions or anything like that so how do chickens know they're supposed to sit on your eggs for that long maybe your fellow chickens told them right Mm, I, I, I beg to differ. Actually, I think it's in, engraved in their soul. It's in the mind of their soul, right? Um, so I, you get what I'm saying? So we all, as human beings, we have our soul. That's the reason I'm saying all this is I'm still coming back to my question. Why is my hunger for God reducing? I'll come back in a minute. So we all have souls, right? Our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our mind, what we think. Our will, what we do. Our emotions, what we feel. I like to rearrange them. Say, my emotions... Uh, no, sorry, I'd like to rearrange them like this. My mind, my emotions, my will. That is what I what I think affects how I feel and how I feel affects what I do. Do you get it? I kind of like, like to rearrange it that way. So how I think affects how I feel and how I feel affects what I do. Am I right, everybody? Because if I think motivated, I feel motivated, I act motivated. But if I feel lethargic, lethargic or whatever, I act lethargic and I don't do anything. I'm lazy, right? The same thing, right? And so now this is our soul. Now why have I said all these things? Our soul is what we think, is you know, our mind, what we feel, our emotions, and what we do, our will. Are you following me now, church? Now for the regenerated man, that's the person who is born again. You have, God has, like he says, you've, you've crossed over from death to life. What that means is your spirit man, that, that nature of God in man that was separated from you, from birth, really, from the Garden of Eden, that separation has happened. But now that you've gotten yourself born again, it means that now you've been born again, literally. That means that what you lost, God has brought it back. Or he's bringing, okay, let me, okay, he has brought it back, let me say it that way. He has brought it back. Now you have access to the very nature of God. No complete access, honestly. We walk our way up to it. Bible says in the book of Corinthians that we all building as in a glass, the image of the Lord, are transformed, uh, the glory of the Lord rather, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. You remember that? So we are all transformed into the nature of the very living God inside of us. Every day I'm getting, I'm getting closer to becoming like Christ every day. I am not like Christ the moment I'm born again. No, because I, I, I was cursing the previous night and because I just saved does not mean the cursing uh, vocabulary just got deleted from my memory. No, no, no. It's still there. Right? But I am growing in Christ Jesus. Amen. Everybody say growing in Christ Jesus. So I am growing into becoming the very nature of God that is in me because I was not born with it actively. I feel me now. It was dormant in me. The very nature of God was dominant to me, but the moment I got born again, God released the Spirit of God within me. His Holy Spirit came into me through the door of my spirit, the nature of God within me. And now I am becoming like Christ. Are you following me now, everybody? Now, going back to what, I'm, what I was trying to establish earlier on. Now, because of the very... Uh, complexity of our humanity honestly we are now in a position as children of God where we need to keep working to keep the gaps closer I mean when, let me say this way you need you are a tripartite human being everybody write this down I am a tripartite human being and I have to keep working to close the gaps you get it? I am a tripartite human being or tripartite being in how I have to keep working. I have to keep working to close the gaps. Everybody say close the gap. Now what happens, or let me tell you what really happens when you have, the, you feel like your hunger for God is reducing. Really, what really happens or what is really happening when your hunger for God is reducing is that the chasm, the space, the gaps are starting to widen even further. Are you following me now, everybody? 
the gaps are, are starting to widen further. Let me tell you something about your soul that you probably do not know. Your soul, or let me say this way. In the Bible, you've heard two things. The Bible only majorly makes two delineations when it comes to uh, 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 our unique nature as human beings. He talks about two things. He talks about the flesh and the spirit. You remember that? The what? The flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. He didn't say body, soul, spirit. Of course, there are plenty of times in the Bible where these three things were mentioned. But majorly, these are the two delineations made in the Bible when it comes to the unique uh, uh, nature of human beings, of God's creations that we are. Flesh and spirit. The word flesh in the Bible usually is the Greek word sarx, S-A-R-X, which talks about the sinful nature of man. The sinful nature of man, sarx, flesh, the sinful nature of man. It's not just talking about the skin that's growing air that you see every day. It's talking about your sinful nature. And your sinful nature, just like your DNA, is engraved in your where, everybody? Soul. Your soul, your soul, your soul. Which is why people all you often hear pastors say that when you get born again, it is your spirit that is born again. Your soul is still going through a process because it is your soul that knows how to cuss people out the moment they, they offend you or drive in a way that is kind of like uh, rough, whatever it is. Your, your, it is your soul that knows how to drag people by their wigs. It is your soul, it is your soul that knows how to satiate a, uh, a hunger within you, a, a, a lusty hunger within you with sex, porn, drugs, you know, uh, whatever it is. It is your soul that knows how to do this things. It is your soul that knows how to switch or change numbers in order to get your own cut on a particular amount or budget. It is your soul that knows this is your spirit doesn't because your spirit is God's nature in, inside of you. Which is one of the reasons, one of the first things that God did in my life, uh, was started to do in my life the moment I got saved really, was I remember I swore, uh, this is, now I've been saved longer enough, but I'd not really started working. Because here's the problem, I, I find so many Christians, they are saved, but they are not working to close the gaps. I follow everybody. We are saved, but we are not working to close the gaps. That's why I find many Christians who live a life that is completely outside. I mean, maybe not everything, but sometimes you see them do things that you're like, this is not what Christ instructed us to do. Right? It's not because they're not saved, because they are, honestly, but they are not working to close the gaps. Because you see, your spirit is supposed to have more power, more say, and a louder voice, really, than your soul, your, which is also a way of saying your flesh. Because your flesh is, uh, uh, so okay, let me just go, go, continue my, my story. So one of the first decisions I made, honestly, not by my own will, because I didn't really know much, but I guess it's by the spirit of the living God, was that I would stop cussing. Yeah, I wouldn't use the F word, the S word, the B word, uh, talking about ladies. Uh, I wouldn't use uh, the mother F word, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't use any of those words. And honestly, it's been a journey for me. I can't remember the last time I, I, you know, just cursed out and all these things. But I, I, reason, reason, reason is a thin, it's a, it's a thin of, it's, an, it's a, a practice of diligence for me, really. It's because I am working every day to what to close the gaps, because I know that it is my soul's wish to cuss as much as he wants to. Yeah, I want to be able to come, get up here and just cuss you out and tell you Jesus loves you at the end of it. <laughs> My soul, oh my God, my flesh. Let me say my flesh, because then you're probably wondering, oh, soul, it's kind of like, it starts to get confused then. But my flesh wants what my flesh wants. But let me tell you one thing. Everything the flesh wants, the spirit is against. Book of Galatians chapter 5 is what takes us deeply into this side. I wish I had time to really go through it. But Bible tells us, tells us about the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. In book of Galatians chapter 5, I'll probably just, let's just open it right now. Uh, I love Galatians chapter 5 so much. I'll just open it quickly. Uh, yes, here's it, here it is. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 and from verse, um, where? Uh, so hold on, okay. From verse 19, it says, The acts of the flesh or the fruit of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity. Now, impurity is, is one word that encapsulates every other thing he mentions. But there's a reason Paul mentions impurity. Um, because purity is the sign of a person who's been actively closing the gaps. Purity is not just I'm a virgin. Purity is my life, my thought life is holy. It honors God. My action life is, it, it honors God. Purity is not just limited to whether or not I have been physically penetrated or have, or I have physically penetrated. Purity is, hey, my mind is holy. My thought is holy. My actions are holy. My heart is the abode of the living God. 
who does not dwell in filthy places. Amen. Now, so the fruits of the flesh or the active flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, um, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Whoa, 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 brother Paul. I thought our spirit was what got born again. Our soul is the one important. Yeah, 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 yeah. But remember Jesus said it one time, that what shall he profit a man if he what gains the entire world, but lot does what lusts or loses is what soul. So whether or not the spirit of, of course, the spirit of God is the nature of, it's spirit, the spirit in man is the nature of God. The Bible says in the book of Jude 42, I believe, it says the spirit of God, the breath of the almighty that gives him understanding. The spirit of God, the breath of the almighty. So at the end of the day, the breath would go, the soul will rise. Are you following me now? The breath would go back to its giver or the giver of the breath, the life. But the soul will stand before God to give account. Not the spirit, the soul gives account. Are you following me everybody? I know it's like Pastor Manuel's like, I thought we were talking about hunger here, we're talking about some ethereal things, or do I like it so much, but I just want to know when are you getting back to what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm actually been, I've actually been talking about the same thing all along. Because really, like I, I was saying, we have two major things, the spirit and the flesh. Your flesh wants everything that your spirit doesn't. Your flesh is against the spirit. Look at what it says in the book of, that's the book of, uh, uh, um, Galatians chapter 5, look at what it says, fruit of the Spirit is, verse 1 and 2, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'll say it again, love, joy, peace, forbearance, or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, that's, this word goes out to every person who is in a relationship right now, but it's finding hard to commit, you do not have the Spirit of God, because the Spirit of God is faithfulness, <laughs> gentleness, and what? Self-control. Talking about people who say, oh, I just don't have control over it. You have, you, you've not worked the Spirit of God inside of you, honestly, because the Spirit of God gives you what? Self-control. So you see, the Spirit of, the, the, the fruit of the flesh, that is your soul, wants urges, drunkenness, living an immoral life, in an impure life, to do whatever they want, whenever they want it, however they want it. And we live in this world right now, where people just do whatever they want to, Right? Someone, I watched the video the other day, someone said, uh, I, I now officially identify as rich. <laughs> I'm a rich girl stuck in a broke body. So I, this is very funny, honestly. But I follow everybody now. It's like, we are spirit beings, but our flesh is against everything our spirit stands for. Our spirit talks about self-control. Our flesh is all about, you know, Live life as you want to be loose, like it says in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, you know, spread your fountains. You know, our, our spirit talks about love, but all the flesh is talking about is finding ops, you know, uh, cutting people off, hatred. Our, 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 our spirit talks about, spirit talks about forbearance or patience or long suffering. Our flesh talks about instant gratification. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the flesh automatically goes against everything the spirit stands for. Now, what am I trying to get you to understand? The moment you start to feel like your hunger for God is reducing, do you ever notice some of these things coming up to the surface? You're getting angry more. Your, 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 uh, uh, your button, some of the, the things that you thought had gone, you start to feel them reawaken. Some sensual feelings or desires be lustful in terms of like uh, uh, sexual or material things. You, find, you start to find some of these things coming back to life, they are reawakening. And all that tells you is that your, your, spirit, your, your spirit is being reduced or silenced so your flesh, your sinful nature, has now has a voice. Are you following me now, everybody? So what am I trying to get you to understand? If you don't feed your spirit, you automatically feed your flesh. Because the, both of them are really important parts of you. And the only way to keep one over the other is to feed it. I once heard this quote one time, now, it's, now that I think about it, really, it sounds a type of way. But they say that in every human being, it was said by, I don't think it was a Christian who said it, but I'm going to borrow it, I'm going to turn it for good, <laughs> right? Uh, Genesis, Genesis um, 
uh, uh, what's the word? 50, I don't know, I don't even remember, <laughs> I don't remember the verse again, but I think Genesis 50, 20, Genesis 50, 20, 20 for good, right? We're gonna 20 for good right now. But pay attention. They say that in every human being, there are two animals. It's maybe two wolves. There's one, the white one and the black one. There's the white wolf and the white and black wolf. Uh, uh, white sheep, black wolf. I'm gonna say white sheep, black wolf, because wolf always means something bad. Sheep is always something pure, you know, child of God-like and all this. Sense. In the Bible, I mean, talking about from the Bible. So it says in every human being, there is a white wolf and a black, a white sheep and a black wolf. Uh, and every time the black wolf comes for the white sheep, right? But the only way for you to have one sh stronger than the other is, the only way to know which is stronger is the one you feed. And really, as I think about it right now, I wonder, I'm asking you the same question right now. Perhaps the reason you feel like your hunger for God has been reducing has been because of what you have been feeding. Have you been feeding your soul or have you been feeding your spirit? Let me tell you one of the quickest ways to understand which you be feeding. Your soul prides in information. The spirit lives by revelation. I love that so much. I love it so much. I, I, I didn't make that. I, I didn't make it up. The Holy Spirit just gave it to me. Your, your soul what prides on information, but your spirit lives by revelation. That what that means is your spirit lives by. Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone. Jesus says this in Luke before. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. It said, man, it is a man lives like that. He said, man shall, man would get to the point, like now, like we are, children of God, we get to the point where our spirit, we now live off of every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so we pride, we live by revelation in the spirit, but by the flesh, we pride on information. Why do you think we have more people who, we have people, one of the people who are hardest to, to bring to God are those who have all the best degrees in the world. They have more de degrees than a thermometer. They are the ones who are hardest to, to draw to God. People who are illiterate, they just love God anyway. <laughs> it's like, feed me God and I'll serve you. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, just come in. But people who are professors are the ones who find it hard to, you know, kneel the grasses of this world. They, they find it hard to, 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 to believe in the existence of a God. Why? Because humankind, our fleshly nature, our soul prides on information. You know, how much I think I know, what I think I know. But the spirit lives by what? Revelation. Why do you think the moment, and now this is going to be a good test now. So this is a, good, a litmus test to know whether or not you understand what I'm saying. Why do you think the moment you start to feel like your hunger is for, by, uh, uh, hunger for God is reducing, it, it happens to be around the same time when you've been reading maybe certain books. Uh, that are not Christian like or you've been scrolling so for you've been scrolling uh, for much longer on Instagram or YouTube have you noticed it you're watching everything you're scrolling through everything you're watching every movie on Netflix have you noticed it why because your soul prides on information that's how your soul lives honestly you read to keep your, your your mind active, right? I mean, I mean, just think about it. One of the ways they say you have to. Someone told me some. Someone told me this a while back. They talk about how the way to feed your your your, your soul is by reading books to feed your mind, rather than to read books. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent, because the soul prides information. Read more, read more, read more. But your spirit lives by revelation. Everybody say, my spirit lives by revelation. Revelation, revealed word, remor. The remor of God's word is what keeps us alive, our spirit alive. But our soul prides in information. Our soul loves information. We love to know things. We love to know things. We love to know what the latest thing is. We love Twitter. That's why we like Twitter or X now, whatever the X app. We love all these things. That's what the soul does. It loves and fancies information. But the spirit lives on the other hand. The spirit is more of a revelation guy. Are you following me now? Several times people would ask me, have you seen this, have you heard this trend, this new thing is happening right now on social media? I'm like, and, I'm, and my answer to them is like, uh, no, I haven't. And genuinely, I haven't. Have you heard this song? Sorry, I haven't. I don't know who that is. I, I'm so sorry. It feels like I live in the other part, side of the world. Actually, March, earlier in this year, in the month of March or April, I, I came quite, I'm not quite sure which month, what month it was exactly, which month it was rather exactly, but I remember a month of, either of those two months, uh, I was praying one day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yeah, you might not time to leave Instagram. Because Instagram, Instagram at the time was taking so much of my time. And so I remember that same week, I, because it wasn't immediately honestly, God forgive me for my slow obedience, which almost was disobedience. But yeah, I mean, partial obedience, God have mercy on me. Anyway, I 
that same week, I remember I uninstalled the app on my phone. I just completely uninstalled Instagram from my phone. And I didn't have Instagram back until a week or two before conference, which was in July. And the reason, reason I even got it back was because I felt, okay, I, I felt in my spirit, I, no, I felt in my spirit like, okay, I think we can get back to this app now. I, I've said it several times and people, some of my close friends and associates probably know this, but uh, two years ago, actually, the entire month of, the entire year of 2021, from the month of February uh, 2021 till the month of February 2022, I was off WhatsApp. And in case you're not Nigerian, you probably don't know this, but WhatsApp is the largest messaging app in Africa at the moment. And I left it. I uninstalled the app for a whole year. If you wanted to reach me, you either had to call me, send me a text or email me for real. Why? Because I know that my soul prides in information. But for me to live in the realm that I want the Holy Spirit to uh, uh, help me and sustain me in or grow me into and, you know, gifts that are, and, and uh, um, manifestation of the Holy Spirit, I wanted, to, I wanted to experience for myself. I needed revelation, not information. Now I live in God's word every day. If you catch me, just if you just catch me, I'm studying God's word. Um, I mean, somebody walked in, in, someone walked in my room a while back, and then he just saw me. Just I was just reading books. I, I was just reading the word of God. I had another book uh, by my side, and I was just reading the word of God. Why? Because I need revelation. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what the very word that comes out of the mouth of God. The spirit of man lives by that word, revelation. Everybody say revelation. Amen. Um, We'll be, we'll be out of here very soon, but I just have to ensure that this, that this word gets really, really deep in your psyche. And so, if you don't feed your spirit, you automatically feed your flesh. Because if your spirit is not giving revelation, your soul is just taking pride in extra information. And let me tell you this. Uh, if you just join me right now in the book of Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27. This is a scripture that I love the first, from the very first day I set my eyes on it. Proverbs 27 and in verse 7. Proverbs 27 and in verse 7. Proverbs 27 and in verse 7. It says this. One who is full loathes honey from the comb. But to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Say again. One who is full loathes honey. Actually, the Passion Translation says, one who is full uh, hates the sweetest honey. But to the one who is hungry, if everything that is bitter is sweet. And I, I, like, the, I like this so much because then it tells me that, and this is what I want you, want you to, to get today. A full flesh never allows for a hungry spirit. Are you following me now? A full flesh never allows for a what? Hungry spirit. A full flesh never allows for a hungry spirit. What does that mean? Have you ever been in a situation where um, you were going somewhere to, uh, okay, you were going somewhere, but you probably didn't know that they were gonna give you food over there. And so probably at home, you are, you are stuffed yourself. I mean, I mean, okay, okay, uh, this is actually very funny. Uh, yeah, I can never forget this day, it was actually very funny. Uh, three years ago, and so it's 2020, January, I believe. I can't, no, January, no, is it January or February? I can't remember what, what date or month it was. I think it was January. I was in Abuja, the capital city of Nigeria. I was in Abuja and uh, I was going for this massive church. If you're living in Abuja, you're in Nochantoma. No. And they had this, uh, it was like a praise or worship night and I was going there. But I remember I'd eaten at home, but what they gave me, I'm not sure I liked it. And so I, I, I bought, uh, I don't know. I just, I just hope our foreign audience know what this is. Know, knows what this is. It's called suya. Uh, it's like I don't know what. I don't. It's like a meat barbecue or something like that. Anyway, I got suya. I got coke. I just, I was stuffed. All right, and then getting to the church for the praise night, I found a good seat. Thank God. And brother man, I mean that all this major artists coming to perform, and I was like, oh my God, that's you know that's this person, that's a uh, Sinatra. Oh my God, that's uh, the Zia Khan. That is, and it's I, I, honestly, I, I haven't forgotten that I saw him. This is actually funny. I actually forgot. I forgot that I was <laughs> right. It's like, wow, this is war. This is, this is amazing, and we're worshiping, and we're just singing all the songs, and then I just heard somewhere, you know, just above my crush a little bit, just here, heard a little. I was like, oh my God. 
my stomach was I was you know what they say so when they say someone's bloated yeah I was full-on bloated you thought you, you would think I had I ate more than what I ate I was so full that at some point I could not stand anymore to worship because I was so full in my flesh I wasn't really I, I didn't really give room for my spirit I follow me now so a full flesh never allows for a hungry spirit are you following me now so the, the, the way to you, you see you have to sometimes we get into Christian spaces and we can walk up the hunger but sometimes you have to take it upon yourself to walk up the hunger get hungry for God by yourself you know you know design it for yourself like that's why we get into stepping into a season of fasting and prayer well that is is you are you are not just see if you just starve yourself and you don't get a revelation your soul is just the devil just laughing at the back of the room just like ha ah, look at this idiot just trying to stab himself you'll live fasting and you will lose some weight and the only thing he did was you know lose weight not gain it and he didn't really get any other thing he didn't get any other thing except you know the loss that the, the weight loss hey follow me now so you don't want to waste just waste away your flesh whatever i mean your body fat mass whatever what i'm trying to say is you need to stir up our hunger within you that's why we get stepping into season of fasting and prayer or prayer and fasting rather we are what's trying to stir up your hungry spirit i want to be hungry for god everybody say i want to be hungry for god i want to burn for god everybody say i want to be i want to burn for god and so if i want if i'm going to burn for god if i'm going to be hungry for god the things of god i have to what work up a an appetite for god and a full a full soul will never allow for your hungry spirit now you probably want to start checking some of the things you eat honestly and uh the best way to 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 go about this is you have to number one get in god's word everybody get in god's word get in god's word of late i have been studying god's word and i've just been feeling full from god's word honestly god's word is bible says i'm still gonna get there i probably should even just go go there now because psalm 119 you, you probably already know this verse honestly Psalm 119 and in verse is in verse 105, Psalm 119, the longest psalm in the entire Bible. Verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and what? A light on my path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Let me tell you something. When because there'll be times like this, there'll be times when you're when you you feel you need um direction. There'll be times when you feel uh, like you need direction for certain things. You know, I, I'm stepping into a new season. God, I need direction, right? I need direction. What job do I do? What course do I take up, right? What, you know, where do I go? And you need direction. And that's one of the reasons we're going to step into a season of praying and fasting because we're supposed to get clarity for direction. But do you know that if you don't get a revelation, you would not really understand direction. You wouldn't get direction because the direction comes or stems from the place of revelation, right? God told Abraham, get up and go to, go to a land, you know, leave your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. Revelation, right? That I would show you. I was in the book of, what the uh, name of this church came out anyway, came from, from in the book of Ephesians 1, any verse 17 and 18 says that the spirit, that, uh, that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, and that the eyes of your understanding will be what? Enlightened. I feel me now, church. So this is saying is that revelation for comes, you know, uh, gives direction. But the, so, but some of us we need direction, but all we are really feeling ourselves with is what no revelation. It's information. You are just getting information. You are informing your own soul. You know, you're not getting revelation, divine revelation from the living God. I feel me now, church. And so getting God's word. But let me ask you something, because this is another question people, people have asked me in the past, and you probably have the same question, and is that, why is it hard for me to read or focus on God's word? You know, you're trying to read, but it's hard. Why is it hard for you to read or to focus on God's word? I'll tell you this, two things. Number one, are you hungry? You got to check your hunger. The, before, every time before I study God's word, I kind of like, I try to like, uh, I woke up my own, uh, 
uh, anger before I get into God's word. So I pray a prayer like this. I said, Father God, I'm coming to your word. Holy Spirit, teach me, God. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Your word is true. Your word is the, is the very melody to which my heart beats, you know, and my, my, feet, my feet dance to your word, God. Your word is what gives me strength. It's the very backbone of my life. Your word is what, in, it's in your word that I trust, oh God. Your word is what keeps me, or sustains me and directs me. God, I need your word because I live by your word. And I, and I make myself hungry in my spirit. And that say, Lord, fill me with wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God. Right, God, and because for the, you know, the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened. Thank you, I receive your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, God, for your word. And then I go into God's word. That is me getting hungry. The moment you walk up a hunger, oh my God, you will, you will not, it will not be a struggle for you to focus on God's word. Because if it could just be a verse that would just jump up, jump right out of that scriptural passage and it would speak to you like never before. Right, if you're a minister, you listen to me. Get God's word for yourself before get God's word for God's people. Get God's word for yourself. Get God's word in your spirit before you talk about getting God's word out of the pulpit. Get God's word in your spirit. And so if, 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 and if that's not the problem, if it's not a hunger problem, then I guess it's a posture issue. Two problems that people have when they, when they get into God's word and they're not, they're not able to focus or get anything out of it. Number one, it's a problem of hunger. Number two, a problem of what? Posture. What posture are you reading God's word from? Because you probably were never taught this in Bible school where you went to. But God's word must be taken as supreme. Do not buy into the 21st century life that the Bible is not complete. The Bible is full of flaws. Of course, the Bible was written by, was written by human beings, but by the breath of the Almighty. Almighty. And it's a, the Bible is telling you things, right? I don't believe the Bible is flawed in any way because the Bible does not lie or exaggerate anything. The Bible tells you exactly how it is. So it's not flawed. The stories are perfect. The people, the characters are not, might not be. The characters might be flawed and Bible reveals to you their thoughts, their intents, you know, their flaws. Bible does not save anything. If Bible was, if Bible was flawed, right? David would never have been told, would have only seen David as a perfect king, would never have learned of Bathsheba. The Bible was flawed, but Bible is not flawed. Bible is perfect because Bible is God's sort of truth. And so if it is not true about God's favorite people, then it's not true at all. Are you following me now, church? And so, what am I saying? So, getting uh, the posture that people get into God's word with matters. Honestly, are you a student of God's word or are you a master of it? This is a question you probably have never asked yourself, but you got to ask yourself today. Am I a student of God's word or am I its master? Because I don't know if you know this. There's only one master, only one king, only one Lord, only one baptism. <laughs> only one savior. Jesus is his name. He's the only master. So if you're going to God's word, trying to teach the word what to make out of it, or what to, what, to inter what, what to mean, or what to say, then you will never, I mean never, get any God's word, get, get, get any uh, divine revelation out of it. Only thing you will have is information. Because the people who read the Bible from cover to cover, I mean, professors who know the Bible from cover to cover, they will quote the entire Torah for you, but they have no inkling idea who God is. No revelation of the divine nature of the living God. Why? Because information is not the same as revelation. The soul prides in information, the spirit, by, the spirit in revelation. What am I saying now? The posture you get into God's word with. What is the posture? Are you hungry for God's word? That's hunger is, is actually a type of posture. Are you, are you hungry for God's word or are you just trying to pass time? You know, you know people who read the Bible every night before they go to bed and they read only Psalm 24, you know, or Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, actually not one, or Psalms 91, uh, hear the seats, you know. And I'm not going against you, but I'm saying the posture, the, you're not using the word of God the way it's supposed to be used. This is the ultimate instruction of God, God's divine word. Get into God's word. Your posture must be a posture of a student because when you read God's word, it is meant to read you back. You don't read God's word along with your along with your interpretations to it. You don't you don't read your interpretations into God's word. You don't read your feelings into God's word. You don't read your perception into God's word. What you read is God's word and it reads you back. I feel me now, church. So God's word must not be thwarted, changed, removed, or added to. Right? So God's word must be preached the way it is written. It must be preached. Any people or pastor or anything that tries to preach anything outside of God's word that, that is not, excuse me, that is not in conformity with God's word is talking nonsense. Because everything must stem out of the pages of this living book. Are you following me now, church? So, are you hungry? 
and what's your posture? And I leave you with this, honestly, as I wrap up my sermon today. This is actually not just a sermon, it's more like a teaching, honestly, and I love it so much, honestly. I can't wait to share, I can't wait for you to hear some of the other things that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks as we are going deeper uh, in discipleship. We're going deeper in discipleship. We're going deeper in discipleship. Um, but I want to leave you with this, and you can be on your feet right now, wherever you are listening to me from. And I want to ask you this question. Because even when I said, even though I said um, the the soul prides in information, the spirit, revelation, the both of them really is still you taking something in. I feel me now. You are taking either Netflix in, or you're taking the you know holy word of God. And um, so I got to ask you this question: What's your intake? What is your intake? I'm not asking what your intake levels are because we're going to get to intake levels, right? Because but, but for, first, let me ask you, what's your intake? Because let me tell you this, what we feed on becomes what we live on. What we feed on becomes what we live on. Or better way of putting that is, another way of putting that is, what we, what we feed on becomes what we live by. Remember Paul, the apostle says that we live by faith. Actually, it's actually not Paul who wrote it initially. Um, it says the just shall, the just shall live by faith. I believe it was in the Old Testament, really. So he says, the just shall live by faith because what we feed on, we would live by or live on. And the only way to get faith is because Paul says, faith cometh by hearing and what? Hearing by the word of God or hearing the God, word of God. Hearing God's word builds faith. And then that's what you live by. And so what you listen to, if it's, if it's the word of God, becomes what you live on, the faith that you exercise. Are you following me now? So what's your intake level, church? What are you feeding on? Because your intake affects your focus. Your intake affects your focus. Again, your intake affects your focus. And that's why, I, I, and this is my great, this is one thing that gives me the most concern because I see several, several people, several people complain about intake, 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 intake. I mean, sorry, uh, about focus, right? About focus, 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 focus. Oh, I just find it hard to focus in prayer. I just find it hard to, you know, even want to pray or, you know, get a hunger for God. I just find it hard. And all their mind is, is on the focus, but they do not know that it is the intake that shapes the focus. So what's your intake like? And what are your intake levels? I'm not saying leave social media. Some, some of you, you're fast right now. Might be fast from every social media. You need to turn every device off. Grab, grab or knock your 3310 or a techno flashlight button one that can only make and receive calls and send text messages and play Snake and Sudoku, right? That's the only device you need to pick up right now. For some of you, you need to shut off every media streaming app. Cancel your subscription. Because you are be feeding yourself with so much information. Some of them are just demonic. Some of them are just plain fleshly and all these things. You, you have not been really feeding your spirit. And that's how you've been living life, hasn't it? I follow me now, church. So your intake levels affect your focus. So my question to you is, you have, you've asked the question, why is my uncle for God reducing? And this is my question to you today. What's your intake? What's your intake? Let's just bow our heads right now across this place. Let's, let's just say, Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help me. Lord, help me, God. Help me work up my hunger for your word. My hunger for you, God. Help me to keep a hungry spirit. Help me to keep a, a fo my focus on you. The only way my focus can be on you is if my intake is revelations from you, by you, and in you. Holy Spirit, God, help me work up a hunger for you. Because your word says in Psalms 107, our opening scripture, that you satisfy the longing soul with goodness, the hungry soul with goodness. You give good things, goodness to that person who is hungry. The person who is full, you don't give anything to because they're not hungry for you. But for the person who is hungry, you give more of yourself. You keep pouring more of yourself. You keep pouring more of yourself. You keep pouring more of yourself. So Father God, I pray, always pray that you will continue to work up a hunger. Lord, please continue to work up a hunger on my inside. God, please continue to work up a hunger on my inside. Lord, please continue to work up a hunger on my inside. Thank you, always Spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name.
Father God, we thank you for a time like this in your presence. Holy Spirit, we have come and we ask Holy Spirit that you would just make us better than we were before. That you, oh Lord, will help walk up our hunger for the things of God, our hunger for the ways of God, our hunger for the truth of God's word. Lord, we do not want to remain the same every time we come into your word, God. So we've chosen to be students of your word rather than masters of it. Because we only fool ourselves every time we, we, try, we try to read your word and read our own interpretations into it. But God, from today henceforth, God, we take a humble posture as we study your word. Because your word is the sword of the spirit by which we, win our, we fight our battles and we win. So Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, for your word today. Hey, I want to close, but I just want to give in, give the space right now to any person right now you have not been in close proximity with God. Matter of fact, your spirit has not been reawakened and you know that your spirit is still sleeping in death, sleeping in slumber. But Bible says in the book of Isaiah, I believe, it says, come alive, wake up the sleepers, right? Right? Tell the ones who are slumbering, tell them to wake up. In the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, it says that, shall can these dry bones live again? And then Ezekiel told God, Lord, it is you, who knows? Right? Because these dry bones can live again. This dead spirit can live again. That dry, dead hope can live again. That dry soul can still live again. But it can only live by the breath of the Almighty, the Spirit of the Living God coming upon you and coming inside of you, rather. And right now, you know that you've not been in close proximity with God. You've not been, you're not a friend of God. You're not walking with God. You know you're walking in the desires of your own heart and not really the desires of His own heart. So right now, you, I'm giving you that chance and opportunity right now to come to Jesus, to come back to the altar and to say, Jesus, I'm all for you. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I want to be like you in every way. So if you're that person that kind of thinks you want to shoot your hand up, right now because this decision is the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life one i want you to take i want you to mean it with your very every fiber of your very being two because this this same decision you're about to make is what i have taken and it's shaking me from what i used to be i would i i've said it several times addicted to pornography i was a liar of course you cannot you cannot watch that and not lie about who you are you you, you know a perverted thinker and all this into someone who though not perfect but it's been perfected every day i'm in process i'm in process i'm in process and god is working on me three shoot your hand up if you're that person right now thank you thank you thank you come on let's give it a big hand right now Thank you, Jesus, for every person who has just come over to this new fold of faith. Uh, thank you, me drop your hand. Thank you, God bless you. Church, we're gonna say this prayer together uh, along with the per those people who just raised their hands right now. And we believe that the effective prayer of the righteous, the, it does much. So we are praying together for the benefit of those who are just coming to Christ Jesus together. We pray this prayer out loud. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love and your life. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, the blood that was shed on Calvary, let that wash me clean, make me new. I come to you today as a prodigal coming back to his father. And I say that indeed, from now, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. For by his death and his resurrection on the cross and from the grave, it has availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, give God a big hand right now. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. If you just made that decision, we celebrate you. We love you so much. Uh, if you're on a community platform, or you are not, uh, I want you right now to send us a text message on WhatsApp, send us a DM right now to plus 234-90234-37415. On that number again is plus 234-234-37415. Uh, I believe that's what the number is. I'm sorry, I, I just saved it in my head somewhere. So I want, to send you, I want you to send us a message, or in case that number is fake or wrong, please head on to our Linktree page, that's linktr, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, that's two letters, E, two letter E's, and forward slash T Church Global, and on there you'll find a little thin tab called Join Community, or send us a message on WhatsApp. You can just send us a message, tell us you got saved. There's a class that we're running all through the next, for the next four weeks in August. It's a growth class, growth track. I want you to join a growth track, I want you to join a growth class and uh, grow uh, in, you can't grow alone, you have to grow in community. So we'll grow together, there'll be people who teach you and how to read the Bible and other things, and we'll grow together over the next couple of weeks. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Let's be in our feet, church. 
Uh, I would declare the blessing right now for every person who is listening to me on the sound of my voice. Though I'm not preaching to you live, but the word of God is always alive, quick and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword, right? The word of God is alive right now, wherever you are. Whatever pain you feel in your body right now, if, you're, if you feel if you feel sick, you feel some type of way, you got headache, you got, you know, uh, uh, someone's got like a little thing right, right in your tummy area, just a little bit, right underneath your rib cage, it's around your tummy, um, around your stomach and large intestines, you got this little thing there, right? If you are that person, just place your hand right there right now and the power of God will hit you right now. You, you're somebody also be having a headache repeatedly, just put your, place your hand, your hand on your head right now. Wherever you feel some type of way, but if someone right now has been feeling, you know, and you're having glimpses of malaria, you're feeling some type of way, put your hand on your head right now, and the power of God will hit you right now for wherever, wherever you are, and the healing anointing of the living God will flow right into you right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare, Father God, over every person right now who feels some type of way, feels sick, has pain in their gut, has pain in their, you know, headache, whatever, migraine, whatever it is, I declare that the healing anointing of the living God will flow right now through them. In the name of Jesus, like electricity, that it would flow through them, and that they will be healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. For that person, that someone right now who your thoughts are getting out of control, I want you to put your hand right now on your head. On your head. Your thoughts are getting out of control. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, I declare over every person right now whose thoughts are getting out of control, that demon who has been troubling your soul gets the hand of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that you are free now in the name of Jesus. Condemnation flies away. Let the peace of the Holy Ghost flood your very soul right now in the name of Jesus. You are free. You are healed. It is settled in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God, for that person in the financial crisis right now, receive financial freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Work in the light of your testimony. I want you to begin to declare that I am healed, I'm free, I am healed, I am free. Declare right now where you're like, I am healed and I am free. Amen, keep declaring that over, over the next couple of days. Even after you've seen your healing, continue to confess it. I am healed and I am free in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare that God's love, peace, joy, gladness, uh, 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 is sound mind, that the sound mind that is in Jesus Christ, that He rests upon you right now. And that is shalom, health, onus, that's upon everybody. Is shalom, health, onus, shalom, health, onus, peace, and security rest and with us, all of us now and forevermore in the name of Jesus. And for everything that we have prayed for and everything that we have declared, we say it is sealed with the blood of Jesus. We believe, we become, we believe, we become, we believe, we become. And help me, everybody help me, be thou help me, enlighten, God bless you, and see you in prayer and fasting. God bless you, Jesus, my name.